0: Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan, and it is a delight to be with you today as we explore avenues to increase your net worth. Through your business. Melissa Houston is a CPA and a financial strategist for CEOs. Melissa helps successful business owners increase their profit margins so that they keep more money in their pockets and increase their net worth. Melissa is a columnist at Forbes and the host of the Business Society podcast. So, Melissa, before we get into business here, share with us one of your most memorable experiences from your formative years that helped you to be who you are today.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. So, one of my earliest memories in my formative years is definitely with my dad. My dad was literally the first feminist that I've ever met. And if you knew him, you would laugh because he does not sound like a feminist. But when he raised his daughters, he raised them to you know, just be equal in life. And he raised us to be professionals. And he raised us to understand our money. So my father has been a huge influence in my life. And I'm extremely grateful for that.
0: Well, wonderful. I wished all children had parents like that, that told yes. them from day one that you're going to be something and somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, Melissa, talk to us about this aspect of resetting our debt mindset and why wealth is possible for anyone
1: yes this is a really good topic to start with because this is typically what I start with with all my clients when I work with them is we talk about your mindset right so everybody carries a money story and you know money is definitely one of the most emotionally charged topics there are out there So when you're talking about, you know, with the the question that you asked me about, think back to your formative years. I mean, think back to your first memory of money and how your relationship with money was formed. So understanding where you're coming from and how you've developed a relationship with money will really help you understand what you're capable of doing with that money. So just, you know, you may have a negative relationship with money, thinking that debt is always going to be there. There's never going to be enough money. You may have grown up in a family that was indebted and it just seems normal to you. Whatever the case may be, you need to address those issues and understand that they are not what defines you and that you have control of creating the financial life that you desire. Well,
0: giving away your financial power is the biggest mistake that a lot of people make. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to us what it is that you mean by that? How can we give away our financial power?
1: Essentially, whether you're talking about your personal finances, your business finances, your investing decisions, whatever, like when you're talking about money and you are giving away your power in the sense that, you know, you may be hiring or engaging with professionals who you feel may know more than you about your situation and you're trusting them 100% to either invest your money or to guide your business finances or your personal finances, you know, maybe your spouse's taking care of them. Whatever the case may be, if you don't understand what's going on in your own financial life, then that's a red flag, right? Because you are allowing somebody else to control what's going on. And nobody will care more about your finances or care more about your business than you will. So you need to be involved and understand these decisions and take responsibility for them, especially as a business owner, right? Because business owners were founders, you know, you may have gone to school to become a doctor or lawyer, what what have you, and you weren't taught how to run a business. So for those professionals who start running their own business, quite often I see that, you know, they come to me and they're like embarrassed and ashamed and feel like, you know, I'm so intelligent. Why do I not know how to do this? And it's not because you're not intelligent. It's you don't know what you don't know. So we were not taught this stuff in school. Like when we were in high school, chances are you were not taught this. You know, there's there's a good chance that your parents never talked to you about finances. That happens quite often. So where would you have learned it, right? So we have to shed that shame and say, you know what? I know now I need to know this. I need to get involved. So nobody takes advantage of my financial situation and I don't give my power away to anybody else.
0: Yeah, Shame is such a powerful emotion. Yes. And- It just gets in the way of all of us. And until we realize that, it's just going to have a stranglehold on so many things in our life. Mm -hmm. Well, why is it that business owners have a unique ability to create wealth? What is it about being a business owner?
1: This is awesome. Like, this is my favorite topic because as a business owner, you know, chances are if you've gone into business for yourself, you're owning 100% of that business and you are in charge of creating the type of business that you want. So, if you're thinking, okay, you know, six figures, that's good enough for me, or you're striving for seven, eight figures, it's up to you as a business owner. So, you can plan your path, but you need to understand how to make that business profitable. That is extremely important. And when you're making profit in your business, you know, whether it's, you know, 200,000 a year in profit or a million in profit, whatever you're working towards those goals, when you have that profit, you can either reinvest it in your business to grow and build your business, or you can say, "You know what? this is what I want to enjoy in life, whatever." But you're building your net the net worth in your business. And as a hundred percent owner of your business, that could be your largest financial asset that you could ever own, because that's building your personal net worth as well.
0: Right. yeah. Well, how can we leverage that not only in terms of building the business, how can we leverage that? into building better lives for ourselves, our families, and really essentially our communities.
1: Absolutely. So when I start working with clients and, you know, we're talking about mindset and stuff, we're also talking about, you know, think about what your financial goals are in your life. You know, is it that you want to be mortgage-free and maybe have a second home that's mortgage-free and cars and boats and whatever whatever the case may be, or you want to travel the world, or you want to start a not-for-profit agency or whatever there's so much good that can be done with money, right? So plan those goals, understand what you're, you're trying to achieve in life. And then you can plan your goals through your business because you have an idea and you have a direction of the amount of money that you want to build for yourself. So when you manage the money well within your business, and, it, and it's not that hard because a lot of business owners, when we start working together, they're like, I feel so overwhelmed. I don't think I can do this. You know, I'm a special case. I'm different going to take me longer. But it's really, you know, when you start breaking down those pieces into manageable pieces, and you're learning step by step by step how to manage the money in your business. And we're not talking about like, be your own accountant. And we're not talking about, you know, getting into the weeds of it. We're talking about just building that financial foundation that you as a business owner, like can build and understand, so that every business decision that you're making, you understand whether it's profitable or not because the goal of business is to create profit. So once you have these plans in place, and this is what I work with my clients as well, is have that 12 month forecast, know what you're working towards. So we break it down month by month by month in steps, knowing what you're working towards. And then it's it's great to have that financial plan, but the real important thing is, once you have it, is you measure the success that you've had against that plan. So if we're talking like, let's say, January 2022, and you know, you've know you done your 2022 forecast, and it's the end of January, your books are closed, You know, it's probably February 5th or something. You look, you run your reports, you run them against what you had planned for that month of January, and you see whether if you've met your goals, if you exceeded them, or if you fell short of them. And it's not just for revenue, it's for expenses as well, because you have to control both revenue and expenses in your business in order to create that profit. So then you look and you figure out what's going on in your business, what's working well, what isn't. When you know what's working well, you can do more of it in other areas of your business. If something's not working well, you refine your plan, try something new, do something a little different. But the goal is, each and every month, you are constantly improving your business and creating that profit for your business.
0: We'll be right back after a brief announcement. Are you a busy professional, passionate about the work of your calling, yet realize that even though you love what you are doing, you're exchanging your time for money? You know that if you were to lose the ability to exchange time for money, your financial well-being will be in jeopardy. If you can relate, I have great news. Steetalker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steetalker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. Well, with all of our planning, all of our working, all of our monitoring, we're still going to be making mistakes. So how do we compensate for those mistakes, move past them to change the future?
1: Absolutely. I mean, business is a series of mistakes, right? We try things, they don't work, or you know they, they fail. And that's part of business. It's part of understanding the ups and downs of business. We were just talking about that earlier with somebody else, where you've got the, the peaks and valleys of your successes and failures, as long as that's continually rising over time, Then it's okay, right? So you are going to, you know, hit these failures. And if you have managed the money well within your business, then you can absorb these failures and understand it's just part of business. And you keep going. You can't take it personally, you can't attach emotion to it and feel like you, you know, feel like a failure, or maybe you should quit, or you know, all that stuff that's so tempting to us as humans to fall into. You have to separate the emotions and say, "You know what? this is business. This is nothing personal, and continue. just keep going,
0: yeah, it would be nice if life was just one straight trajectory <laughs> it I sure guess would.
1: what's that picture where it's like the the picture, the path to success? People uh-huh. think that's straight line up and it's all like uh, up and down and all <laughs> around and backwards and forwards that's that is business, yes.
0: That is business. And that is life, in fact. Yeah. I suppose if it were just one straight trajectory, it could be rather boring, I suppose. I think so. But sometimes I do wish it could be just a little bit more straight. Well, even if you have in-house accounting support, is it important to outsource that or can you do it all within the house?
1: I mean, it's totally going to depend on your skill level and the size of your business and what your budget constraints are or what your budget will allow. So typically and this is not you know uh, written in stone, but typically when you're around hundred thousand dollars of revenue, you you can do a lot of that yourself. you know you may hire a bookkeeper to keep your books, but having that financial understanding, investing the time and understanding how to make your business profitable is key and that is definitely the most cost effective way of doing it. But when you start reaching you know you're maybe at 500 or a million, That's when things, you know, the transactions are piling up and, you know, it's really hard to keep up with what's going on in your business and stuff because it's no easy feat to run a seven figure business. That's when you may start thinking of fractional CFO work or consulting where you've got a professional coming in and helping you understand the numbers, right? Because it's key to financial strategy to have that strategist with you to show you, first of all, where your blind spots are. And secondly, to help you get to where you need to go. So having you know a bookkeeper is always a good thing because most business owners don't do their books correctly. So please do invest in somebody that is well-qualified to do the job because believe me, when you as an accountant and you get those books that aren't correct, it is a disaster and it ends up costing you way more money To have an account and fix it than it would if you hired the right bookkeeper. And then, you know, as your business grows, that's when you start bringing on extra people and help getting that extra help.
0: Yes, it is easy to sweep that under the carpet and pretend that all of those numbers don't matter. Mm -hmm. And then, even, I mean, a good bookkeeper is worth their weight in gold, I suppose. Mm-hmm. but a bookkeeper doesn't necessarily have the skills and the ability to help you interpret those numbers because those numbers can mean all kinds of things and they can be interpreted in so many different ways Absolutely you can look nice. at a financial statement and say oh i made 100,000 this year and in actuality when you look at the taxes and you get all of your expenses in line you've actually lost 150,000 mm-hmm. and so it really is essential to have somebody to help interpret
1: those. Exactly. Numbers. And I'm so glad that you highlighted that because there's a lot of people who make the mistake thinking that the bookkeeper should be advising them. And really the bookkeeper is is data entry. That's it.
0: That's it. Yeah. Of course that's a scale. I mean, they have to know where to enter that data. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if yeah. and like you say, if it's not in the right place at the right time, it's a big mess. But mm-hmm. they're not there to interpret and to help you strategize. Exactly. Well, give us three reasons why a business needs a cash reserve.
1: Cash reserves are so important and they can come in different forms, right? So for well-established businesses, it's a lot easier for them to have a cash reserve, like an, an actual amount of money that they have put aside, that they've earned and put aside for emergencies. Whereas new businesses or young businesses, it's a little bit more difficult. So the one tip I like to leave listeners with is if you are a young business and you like things are going well right now, but you don't have a line of credit set up to support you should things go poorly, make sure that you apply for that line of credit with your bank when things are going well. Don't wait for things to get to the point where you need that credit, because the bank will say no. So the first thing is, ensure that you have a cash reserve of some sort. So whether you have your own stash of cash or you're you've got the line of credit to help you through get that set up for the rainy day fund and then if you have to borrow from the line of credit make sure that you have a plan to repay that line of credit right that is just there to help you through the hard times so one of the top reasons why we would plan and have a cash reserve for times like pandemics you know nobody saw this or maybe some people saw it coming but you know for the most of us we were thrown a curveball and a lot of businesses were not set up to get through those hard times, which is unfortunate because a lot of businesses end up closing. But the thing is, whether there's a pandemic or a recession or market fluctuation, whatever, these things are going to happen. So to to act as though they wouldn't happen is being financially irresponsible within your business. So set your business up for financial success by ensuring that you have that because of businesses fail due to financial mismanagement, and 39% of those failures are due to cash flow. So if you don't have the cash to sustain your business when things are drying up, then you're not going to be able to survive hard times. So those essentially are the main reasons why it's so important to make sure that you've got a cash management system in place, regardless of the size of your business. I mean, if you're a large business and you're doing transactions daily, you definitely want to make sure you're in there daily, making sure that you've got that cash flow. And there's always going to be timing differences. So make sure that you've got a backup if there's a timing difference and you've run out of cash. So that's when you would hit your reserves or your line of credit.
0: Well, excellent advice. Give us some tips here for money management tips for scaling a business.
1: Yes. So, first of all, you really need to be intimate with your income statement. You really need to understand your income statement because your income statement is going to tell you whether your business is profitable or not. So, if your business is not profitable, it's not a time to grow your business, right? And another reason why you would want cash reserve on hand because growing a business takes money, right? So, you want to make sure that you have that capital to support the growth. Now, Creating a financial plan, You know, when I was talking earlier about that 12-month financial plan, if you are growing your business, you absolutely have to have this plan in place because it helps you manage growth well. Not all growth is created equally. So businesses that grow too quickly are actually putting themselves at financial risk. And a lot of businesses go bankrupt during that time. So it's going to depend on the type of offer that you're... If you're offering a service or a product, so product-based services or product-based offers usually require cash upfront before they get the cash rolling in in the back end, right? Whereas service-based businesses don't necessarily need that cash upfront. You know, you're earning it as you, you work. So there's two very different types of growth that you have to create for your business. So it depends on what type of business that you're working in. But regardless of what type you are, make sure that you've got that plan for growth and make sure that you're monitoring your profit margins. Because if you're working at a steady 20% profit margin before you start growing, your profits are gonna increase as you grow or they're supposed to, but you have to maintain that 20% margin each and every month to ensure that you're growing strategically. So if your profit margin shrinks over time, and people get fooled by this because they think, "Well, I'm making more money than I made last month, so everything must be great. But that's not the case. You need to look at your profit margin and make sure that you're maintaining that twenty percent, not going lower than that. And if you're going higher than that, well, that's perfect.
0: yeah, that's a great example because that's just one thing your bookkeeper is not going to be able to tell you exactly. they're not going they're not going to show you the difference between the cash coming in and that profit margin there. So that's why we need those advisors in place for understanding those particular nuances there. Mm -hmm. Well, Melissa, uh, share with our viewers and listeners how it is they can get in touch with you.
1: Absolutely. So you can reach me at melissahoustoncpa.com. That's my main website. And I also have the fractionalcfoagency.com this is a new agency that I've created where I offer my services at a fractional rate for businesses who aren't prepared for full-time CFO help or consulting. You know, this is an, these are services that I do offer.
0: Okay, well, excellent. Well, Melissa, before we close out here, share with us one of your most difficult setbacks in life and how'd you come through that time and what did you learn from that?
1: This is such a great question because my most difficult setback in life would definitely be about it, I think it was about five years ago now, where I actually derailed myself financially and I hid a large amount of debt from my husband. I blew through crazy amount of credit to compensate for, you know, whatever I was lacking in my life at that time. And I knew what I was doing when I was doing it. Right. And I I felt a lot of shame myself because I'm like, I'm a CPA. I know better. Why am I doing this? But I had this insatiable need and I didn't want to stop until the the credit ran out. And I had to face my husband because I had to face the bank and all sorts of stuff. And that was definitely one of the hardest times, especially when my husband looked at me when he found out and he was so disappointed. Thankfully, we were able to work through that. And in order to prevent that from ever happening again, I really wanted to understand why I chose to do that, why I went down that route. And when I did the work and really, you know, peeled back the layers, I realized the underlying issue was that I wasn't being true to myself. I was not happy in my job and I wanted out. And so once I got, you know, into what was really going on inside of me and made that decision to be true to myself, never been happier. So all bad things Mm -hmm. can turn into good things. (laughs) They can
0: with the right mindset and right attitude. And they often do in those particular situations. Yeah. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing a very personal part of your life. And I know it's not easy to share those aspects of us that... That that can bring so much shame. Uh, so yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that, and that and I think it's very 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 powerful that it comes from a CPA because it just highlights the fact that we can all, no matter who or what we are, we can get caught up in those things that take us down that some very horrible and awful roads, and and exactly. until we until we actually look at at the causes. We're not likely to get out of those. Exactly. So thanks so much for sharing that with us. I really You're appreciate that. And thank you for being on the show. It's been a delight having you today.
1: Thank thanks you for so the much. This was a lot of fun.
0: Well, I'm glad you were with us. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Tucker Capital